Is our universe real? It's just ideas. So, we are replugging in to something that we were already plugged in. It is good to be here with you, Brino, my partner on Gurus and an extraordinary artist. In your experience, what's some of the strongest psychedelics that that you would say you experienced? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a question. I think five meo DMT is the strongest psychedelic that is known <laughs> to yeah to humankind. But everything is is all dose dependent. So, do you think? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, do you think you could get more out of a mushroom trip than you could a five meo trip? Uh, I think again, it's it's dose, dose it's dose dependent and it's and it's situationally dependent and you know uh, coming into this this philosophy on life that is just everything with intention because when I was younger and experimenting with psychedelics, uh, I was very rarely done with any intention and sometimes you would stumble upon some big insights or some big mind expanding situations, but you could also stumble into some really really painful, really scary situations that ended up shutting you down, which happened to me. And uh, I think it really stunted some of my growth early on because it was a, it was a negative experience. But what were you on? Acid or shrooms? It was mushrooms. Mushrooms? Yeah. Mushrooms and did you in? Yeah, for years. So yeah. how many did you take when that happened to where you kind of withdrew from it i guess uh hard to remember because it was all a bit of a blur but i think it was uh somewhere upwards of eight grams um damn yeah it was too much it was too much so wait well, what happened what was your experience like <laughs> um well i had eaten a, eaten like an eighth and then was having a really great time you know having a, having a wild experience and then um, somebody asked to see the the type of them, and I had the rest in this like film canister, and I dumped them out on the stovetop, and he took a look at them. He's like, "Oh, cool, these are sweet. They were Cubenzies or something." And and then uh, I was so high, I couldn't really get them back in the film canister, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just eat the rest of them." So I ate another eighth, and then before you continue, did you already were you already aware how strong? The mushrooms are though. No, not really. I mean, these were these were pretty potent mushrooms. I hadn't really had a ton of experience going far gotcha. on them before. Okay. I'd never certainly eaten never more than an eighth. All right. Um, and you know, again, this is just like a night that let, went without intention. We were initially going to go out to a rave. And this is back when raves were all underground, all pretty. You know, you had to know where they were usually if you bought tickets you'd get the directions the ne- the day of at like a record store or something you have to call a hotline they'd give you directions to go into the woods and this one apparently gotten busted so i'd eaten the mushrooms before and we started driving out found out it was it was it was busted and shut down so then we just went back to a friend's apartment and this is when this whole thing occurred so this is no set and setting this is no intention just getting real high for the sake of to get high. I was the only one who had eaten them that early. And so everybody else decided, we're, you know, we're not going to take any psychedelics tonight because this thing isn't happening. So, uh, so then I, you know, dump out the stove, eat the, eat the second eighth, which was really stupid. 
Um, and then I'm a teenager. I go back to my parents' house and, uh, and, and then crash out, lay down for a little bit, get back up, go over to a friend's house, like, you know, and I'm just absolutely flying at this time, having a lovely time. And uh, we smoke a joint. And as soon as that hit me, it just went real south. It turned into a really, really bad trip. Really, really bad. Terrifying. Saw death, the whole thing. Uh, And then after that, I was just, you know, I never quite came back down the same way. I was really paranoid. Definitely had a lot of hypochondria afterwards. How old were you? Uh, 17, I think. 16 or 17. Do you think your age has something to do with your paranoia? Like if you had that trip now, do you think you'd be able to go about it differently? I definitely have more tools to deal with that type of thing now and more experience. So, so if you had that trip now though, do you think it would, I don't want to say shut you down. Do you think it would make you pause again? Um, probably not in the same way. Um, but also I wouldn't be in the same situation because I know how important set and setting is and how much, how important intention is. Um, so, you know, I learned a lot of lessons from that, but it took years to be able to integrate those lessons because instantly it was just like, that was bad trip. Don't ever do that again. Um, I was getting kind of the wrong lessons from it. Lessons Uh from fear rather than lessons from love, which I think is Uh one of the gifts of psychedelics. Was it, was those, were the lessons coming from friends or that was downloaded into you it was no the lessons were i shut down so i wasn't listening to you know my friends just thought it was a bad trip and i had a you know psychotic break or something and Uh they weren't helpful at Uh all you know the friend that i smoked a joint with like he saw me starting to unravel and he i could just remember his face so specifically he just turned into this like creepy owl man Uh and his eyes were huge and he was just staring at me with this like (laughs) kind of disgusted look on his face and he was just like don't have a bad trip man oh god and i was like whoa what the fuck and i had to bail out of there you know got back got back home locked myself up in the room uh vomited quite a bit threw up glitter and bicycles and like like isosceles triangles and was having this really wild experience and 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 i thought i was dying and i was like maybe i should go wake my parents up and see if they'll take me to the hospital. (laughs) And then I was like, you know, I would rather die than disappoint them. So so I went back into my room and I laid down and I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to die now. So I was waiting for death. You don't think they'd be more disappointed walking into your room, seeing a dead body. (laughs) You're not thinking clearly in this situation. So I lay back and look at the ceiling and all of the matter of the universe kind of collapses in on itself into these series of black holes. And those black holes consumed all of the matter in the universe and there was nine of them in this grid like three by three black holes and that's all that existed in the universe and those black holes started like rocking back and forth in unison and they turned into the silhouette of nine doves and so there's these nine doves silhouettes rocking back and forth and then i became uh pretty clear that 
that was just another fabric of reality. And it wasn't that it was all of the matter in the universe, but it was itself a piece of fabric. And so I looked closer and I could see that it was almost like a curtain. And then these, these bony fingers reached out and pulled the curtain back. And then death was behind the curtain. Wow. And he started reaching out for me. And then I just like panicked, you know, jumped up, splashed water in my face, was just trying desperately to get any way to come back in reality. Um, and the thing that was setting me off a lot was I kept trying to bring things in to ground me, right. which is, I feel like what happens a lot when you feel like you're too far gone on a psychedelic, you want anything to ground you in something that's familiar. Right. And, uh, I, uh, turned on some music. I remember just trying to listen to Jimi Hendrix or something, but, uh, one of those, one of the things on really high doses of mushrooms that you experience besides just visual hallucinations is auditory hallucinations. Yeah. Um, and synesthesia and things like that. And so my auditory hallucinations were sounding really intense. So like if I was listening to the uh, music, it sounded something like this. I was hearing every other like that. Uh -huh. And and that was like just terrifying for whatever reason in that state. Right. So uh, this <laughs> we went on a very unexpected tangent talking about this bad trip here. But, um, you know, that is just to bring it back to our point is I think that everything is so important to have the right set and setting to have a safe space and then have the ability to integrate those lessons afterwards because if you don't you can come up with probably in some cases the wrong lessons yeah. that shut you down sometimes in case in my case for years that i think i i missed out on a lot of years of just like happier less stressful living because i had just anxiety and paranoia and hypochondria wow. for years i can't imagine you being like that. <clears throat> yeah it took a long time to work on that yeah dude your demeanor teaches me so much to where i even look in the mirror at myself be like man you know you gotta be so impatient so like what i'm like you know brian's is cool and level here like nothing really i know sh i know things get to you trust and just in talking but you go about it so um admirably ad admirably for real like i'm just i'm impressed um i don't have that in me maybe i have it in me but I, I, it's not even nothing i try to find because i'm like i'm i'm my homeboy from baltimore i'm hella cosmic but yes i'm from baltimore and i really don't give a fuck and you can see that side that comes out of me whenever the time is appropriate you you're like no i'm gonna like be zen 100% of the time and for real man I can go on personal stories that you that you already know that bug me about people who have done you wrong that um, <laughs> that got me more heated than you um, but man um, no that's funny you said like about the auditory when you're hearing because you took me back to um, it was actually the second time that I did psychedelics the first time I did psychedelics I got really depressed um, what did you take? I took some mushrooms, but I took like maybe uh, I don't even know how many mushrooms I took. I didn't take in, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't having visuals, or I didn't hear anything auditory like that. But I know the feeling. I may have taken like two or three grams of mushrooms, so maybe two grams of mushrooms. I really don't know, but I know it wasn't like like a hero's dose or anything. Mm -hmm. But um, I was going through a breakup with this chick that I was dating, mm -hmm. and I wasn't even thinking about her. Before I took these, I was just like she wasn't even on my mind. It was just 
It was just a regular day, so I thought. And I took these mushrooms. That shit made me so depressed. Like, man, I was just in a slump just thinking about the chick, man. Just, like, wondering what she was doing. Hmm. And I was just so depressed. And, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, man, never again am I going to, like, take these. So when I went to my weed dealer at the time, I went to get some more weed. He was like, yo, how the mushrooms do? And I was like, I don't know about it, man. It's just made me like, oh, love sick and shit over this chick. <laughs> and so I told I was like, yeah, I was like, we were breaking up. And so I was like, I wasn't even thinking about it. He was like, yeah, man, well, you got to take it when you're in a good, good mental capacity. You know, it heightens your emotions. So he had some more mushrooms and I don't know what kind of strand it was. But uh, he was like, man, you should do it now. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had just got back off my first tour. That's when I first started touring around doing spoken word. And he's like, you should take him now, man. You're just getting off tour, man. You know, you feel good, whatever. I was like, so he was like, I was like, how much should I take? He was like, he was like take half the bag. You know what I'm saying? You have a nice little, little trip. So I took half the bag. 40 minutes later, I'm like, yo, when is this shit going to kick in? I was like, maybe it's not working. You know, I was like, so. Classic last words. <laughs> Classic last words, man. So I was like, all right. So then I took the rest of the bag. And then the stupidest thing came over me after that was that I was like, you know what? I don't want to be home tripping by myself alone, which now I look back. Now I actually like. I love tripping by myself, like in the dark room and just like going in. Um, unless I'm on DMT, like, uh, um, I get way more out of it when I share and talk about it. It just breaks it down easier. But so I took the other half. So I have 3.5 grams of mushrooms in me and, and the first had, had not just started. And I was like, man, you know, what? I'm going to go out. So I got in my car. Oof. Right. I got in my car and I drove down to this spoken word, uh, place called Apache. Apache Cafe, and as soon as I get in the car, I start feeling, I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God, what's, and I'm, and I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, everything's so bright, and so then I call my homegirl, <laughs> I'm like, Gloria, she's like, what, what's wrong, I'm like, oh, girl, I feel so good, man, it's so bright out here, she's like, what are you doing, I was like, I'm just going to Apache Cafe, I'm like, Gloria, she's like, what, I'm like, there's diamonds on the freeway. Say like, what? I'm like, oh my God, there's diamonds on the freeway. I'm riding on diamonds. It's like, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, I just took some mushrooms. It's like, Mark, go home. I was like, no, no, I'm cool. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, hold up. And I let my hands go from the wheel. It's like this dip in the highway. This is uh, on 7585 in Atlanta where it merges. And it's like this dip that just comes in. And I took my hands off the wheel. <laughs> I'm like, Gloria! She's like, what? I was like, I'm flying! <laughs> she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, yo, I'm right. So I pulled up to the Apache, got got out. By this time, it had been about another, it had been like 30 minutes. So that second dose was starting to hit. And so I walk in, my friend George and me is hosting, extraordinary poet. And I was like, Georgia, what's up, can I get on the list? She was like, yeah, I got you, I got you, shorty. So I signed up on the list, went back and sat down. And I was like, I need to get on the list. <laughs> I got back up, I was like, hey, Georgia, listen, I'm just going to be honest. I took some mushrooms, so I really don't know what's going on, but 
I need to get on the list. Did I tell her to get on the list? She's like, yeah, you just talked to me, shorty. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, cool. So I went back and sat down, talked to my homeboy, Rick. I was like, he was like, yo, what's going on? I was like, yo, dude, do I look I look funny? Do I look funny to you? <laughs> he, was like, he was like, yeah, man, you look, he started fucking with me. Like, I didn't know, you know, you, I didn't know what was going on. He was like, yeah, you, you look funny, man. I'm like, really? What's going on, man? He's like, I don't know, man. You just look funny. I was like, oh, fuck, man. So they called me up on the stage. Dude, I don't know how I got through that poem, for real. I really don't. Like, somehow I got through it. Long story short, then I called my weed dealer. I was like, yo, this shit is, like, hitting me. What's going on, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, man, I told you, like, you're going to have a good time. I was like, yeah, it's dope. He's like, where you at? I was like, yeah, man, I drove down to Apache. He was like, hold up, what, whoa, 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 whoa. You drove to Apache? I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, go home. Go home right now, please. Go home. Go home. Like, he was serious. His demeanor got me scared. So I was like, shit. So I drove home, which probably still wasn't even smart. Terrible idea. Still, like, still. He'd give me still bad ideas, right? So I was like, drove home. Got it there. I was nervous as hell. Um, I wanted some cigarettes. This is when I smoked cigarettes at the time. Went inside. Yo. I've seen this guy every day at this convenience store where I would go in and shop every day. Saying, hey, how you doing? Just casual like that. Okay, cool. What boom. I walked in there this day and you know, I looked at him and I could not stop hysterically laughing at him. All I kept thinking about was, man, this man's head looks like a goddamn mushroom. <laughs> and I could not stop laughing he was like man help you i was like can i can i have a can i have a bag of newports i could not stop laughing so i went home called this chick her name was g i was like hey g what's up and this is where you made me think back to my experience so i'm sorry talking to her and we talking chit chatting and she's like and all of a sudden I start hearing other people's voices on the phone with me so I'm like yo do you have me on three way are you setting me up and she was like what she started laughing it's like just I was like what's going on right so it's funny now that you say that because now I, I know for all them years I really thought like yo somebody else is on the phone with me but now, with my experiences, and when you just said you just jumped me back, no, that was the that was the audio coming in. It was it was like you said, like I, in in the Jimi Hendrix, the little stuff that I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And three point five for me is which like now I know like because I hear straight audio, like they'll straight in and like talk to me. But that's when I do a heroic dose. But so it's funny because when I had that experience. Like, I didn't know what that was for all them years until like, I started really hearing the audio. And I'm like, yeah, she didn't have me on three-way. I was tripping balls. It was actually one of the most funnest experiences that I had. And that's, that is actually what opened me back up. Like, oh, you know what, okay, I, I can do this. But I still didn't even dive deeper into it until, like, years later. How long did it take you to dive back into it after your, your experience, your negative experience? Years. That? Really? Yeah. You, did you swear it off? You was like, I'm never doing this yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I was just, I was just too scared. 
too for a lot of years and then the only thing that really brought me back into it was microdosing cool have you done um salvia uh i have yeah but i just i've only smoked it would you do it again no i would not smoke it again no well how how can you take salvia uh so apparently um smoking it is the worst way to consume it really and it's you know as you've experienced you smoke it and it's this instantly intense punch in the face it's super disorienting it's like laughing at you making fun of you yeah and it's really vicious way yeah it's like harsh and mean-spirited and uncomfortable and kind of violent um i've I've had a lot of friends like explain it to feel that way and that's certainly how it felt uh for me and very short-lived too kind of it's like uh i don't know like dmt is a can feel like a warm bath and that one just felt like a bath of hot nails <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but apparently uh it is the plant salvia is a water spirit and so it is not supposed to be combined with fire and this is what i've heard from uh friends that do some shamanic work in south america and so uh they say that the proper way to consume it is by eating it Really? Or chewing it. Yeah. So, um, and that experience apparently is much more smooth and mild. It comes on much slower. So you it, you chew like big mouthfuls of this stuff. Right, right. And I have not done this yet. I haven't found the, found the right situation or the right substance. But right. yeah, you just, you chew it and, um, and you might have to do a, a couple like mouthfuls. You chew it and like... Uh, drink the juice and then you spit it out and then um this as they describe it a rolling feeling of of high and euphoria will come over you and it's just it's very relaxing and and very psychedelic but it's much more gentle hmm and and you you would be open to doing that i'd be open to doing that yeah how long they say this experience lasts like like 30 minutes to an hour really Mm mm-hmm yeah, cause smoking in only a few minutes. Yeah, it's short. Damn, man, you got me interested in looking for some salvia. Because I, I had sworn off salvia. I was like, never again. Yeah, I would never smoke it again. It yeah. was a terrible experience. Yeah. But you can um, you can order it on many places online. You can get extracts. I mean, and it's just basically a it's a pretty common plant. I see it all over yeah. the pl- all over Los Angeles, just walking around. It's a decorative. Wow. beautiful plant I'm, i don't know which which varieties because there's a lot of varieties as well yeah, it's yeah, a sage yeah, yeah. essentially it's um it's you know you used to be able to get it at the gas station yeah did you get it at the gas station i i don't know i had a friend that got it i don't even know where he got it i think he got it from a head shop yeah they I, used to sell it at like weed shops like. i got it at the gas station one time matter of fact i remember <laughs> i was in Austin with my friend i, uh, I think it was cuban and um we got it at the gas station, and I remember we were driving, and he wanted to smoke the shit in the car while he was driving. No, no. I was like, motherfucker, are it's you with you crazy? and doing stupid shit and driving? Yeah, I know, I know. It's always with me, and some stupid shit comes up. But, um, so what would you say? Is there other than salvia not smoking it? Is there any other psychedelics that you would not do again? Um. I don't know that I'd do DXM again. DXM. 
Yeah, DXM is a disassociative. Um, it's classified as a disassociative, somewhat similar to ketamine in ways, but ketamine is closely related to PCP. So there's a lot of these things that are like closely chemically related that I, you know, there are certain forms that I think are great and some form like I probably, I would not do, I would not do PCP, would not do speed, right. wouldn't, you know, would not do meth or its derivatives, including Adderall, you know, I wouldn't do, um, right. but uh, psychedelics that I wouldn't do, you know, probably not DXM because it, it felt in the way that like if disassociatives if you consider ketamine and DXM a dissociative, you know, ketamine to me feels like the DMT version and uh, DXM feels like a salvia version. Wow, okay, it's, I gotcha. right. But it gained popularity like in the 90s and stuff because they had small amounts of it in Robitussin and VIX-44D and then there was another pill called Coracidin cough and cold that was for high blood pressure or something. Um, and so there's a lot of teenagers that, you know, were just trying to get fucked up and they would just chug an entire bottle of Robitussin or, or this VIX 44D and you can trip hard on that. Like it's pretty damn psychedelic horrendous. Cause you have all the other stuff in there. I had some friends that were into chemistry and they did find ways to extract the DXM from the Robitussin and they would take it. But you know, hmm. every time I tried it, it was just, it was just not a pleasant trip do you think do you think the strongest psychedelics things that maybe we well like 5-MeO like I endorse for anyone it clear you in fact that's one of the reasons why I, I probably haven't gone back right now because it make me an all forgiving person and there's a couple people in my life that do not deserve my forgiveness right now <laughs> but do you think like the psychedelics like salvio or the uh, DSP, that's it, right? DXM. DXM. Do you think that has a place for people? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think nobody should do it? It's like, no, this actually can serve some health therapy for people. I, I mean, look, this is the biggest question around psychedelics right now. And I think we have to be really careful about what we endorse and what we push because we're so close to getting legalized yeah. psychedelics for therapy. And yeah. I think it's so important and I yeah. think humanity needs it so much. Yeah. But what we saw in, in the seventies and stuff with how much, how much psychedelics were demonized with, with false information just because people were afraid and right. they were panicking around it. Right. We just don't want to, we don't want to repeat that process. So I am now much more leaning on the side of, of caution and walking this tightrope around how do we encourage psychedelic use that's very responsible while, you know, the government figures their shit out and, and finds ways to roll it out legally. And we, you know, also wrangle in capitalism so it doesn't ruin the whole situation. And, it's a really big and really huge situation. MAPS, the multi multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies, is doing a really, really good job of doing that. I've been I've been donating to them for years and really? I think that they're doing the best job of, of walking that type rope and making sure everything is extremely careful to be uh, you know, st statistically significant studies that are proving 
the efficacy of these substances. And I think we need to be following that carefully. So when I say that when we're talking about, you know, dumb stories of when we were younger taking stuff when we weren't thinking about it and endorsing psychedelic use now, which disclaimer, we're not endorsing or suggesting anyone should do anything illegal, you know, nobody under two years old. Yeah. Nobody under two. And if you're older and, and go to <laughs> go to somewhere where it's legal, go to Amsterdam and, and try some mushrooms in a good set and setting. Um, or, or wait Oregon. until it's legal. It's coming. Yeah. Or Oregon or Colorado. Ain't it legal there? In it's Oregon, been decriminalized, decriminalized in some. So in like Portland, yeah. um, de, you know, mushrooms decriminalized. Berkeley, California, decriminalized, and uh, I believe decriminalized in Denver. Uh, so there are cities that are charging their police to not go after right. these things, but federally they're still very legal. Right. Um, but so is marijuana. Marijuana is still federally illegal. So if you're using yeah, it on federal crazy. lands, you can get thrown in that's prison. That's crazy. Cigarettes is far worse for you far worse. than marijuana. That's crazy. Far that's worse. crazy. Yeah. So, well, uh, so going back to your question, though, um, I don't know if there are great therapeutic um, benefits for smoking salvia. And I certainly wouldn't endorse or recommend anyone smoke it or anyone chug a bottle of Robitussin. Right. I have friends that got, you know, quite fucked up from doing that. Right. Um, and uh, I had weird experiences doing it. You know, there's there's mind-expanding potential in all, um, all reality-distorting plants and substances. There's potential in it. But I just, now maybe it's just because I'm older, I just like to take things so much easier and just be careful with them. Because you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right. for lack of a better metaphor. Right. Uh, you want to take the benefits without, without taking, taking the hits and lo- losing a couple of years of your life to being, you know. Yeah. Not that I lost those years, but I was certainly much more timid and, and self-conscious than I, I should have been. I can imagine you like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it wasn't, it wasn't out in every... I wasn't like walking around like shaking and shivering, but you know, I, I certainly didn't take certain risks that I thought I should have. I was, um, afraid to be myself and I had a lot of anxiety and that's just like not a comfortable way to live. Right. 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 Yeah. So I have a friend who, um, does salvia. Um, well he used to, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much he does it now, but I know he's the one actually that got me doing my friend Desi and, um, he actually endorsed it. He was like, man, you got to try this stuff. It's really good, yada, yada, yada. He hadn't, he had, he had yet to dive into DMT uh, to the depths that he was able to. And that was when I actually visited him. And when I went to visit him, I tripped him out. And he was like, man, it is a deeper level to this. And because um, and the thing is, I was telling, I, I had never tried salvia. So I probably was making a... a predetermined conclusion I was like dude like salvia can't touch DMT you can't touch it and I mean, but at this time I had done DMT I don't know maybe like 40-50 times or whatever I had never done salvia I just know I just know I'm like I know what DMT does I'm like salvia can't touch this man it's like there's a different level you can go but he was trying to tell me about the salvia but still some of the things he was saying about the salvia was intriguing enough and even when I when I did it they almost seem salvia almost seems like the bad little cousin to DMT you know because I could see certain 
entities and certain structures that resembled kind of what I saw, but it still was like just, it was different but similar. But like I said, my, but there, it's a more vicious laughing at you, kind of taunting you mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and DMT is more, as you know, you know, more loving, more embracing, mm-hmm. more like, come here, let me show you what you really are. You know, you like, still get teased, but it's like lovingly teased. Yeah, you know, exactly. And I feel like right. it was so mean spirited. Yeah, exactly. You still get teased, but it's it's it's, you, it's so right. It's more loving. Like mm-hmm. while the salvia really is like. No, nah, I really want to make fun of you because you're stupid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... It was but, harsh. Yeah. But uh, as far as going with the strongest, some of the strongest psychedelics, in fact, I know we haven't really touched on some of them because I know some of the strongest ones. There's this one, um... I forgot the name of it. But there was one that it said, uh... Man, it put you out for like 48 minutes. I mean, for not 48, but like 48 hours. Like for two... Dude, two days, you really could be gone out your head. And like, You're just talking do, about Iboga? Not Iboga. Because Iboga, Iboga I would do. This is one that I would like, no, I am not fucking with that. Yeah. Um, and it's a psychedelic. Um, but you could be gone for like two days and really incoherent. And you got to have someone around you. It's like you could really... Did you see the video of the one dude who... Um, it, was, it was a real f- popular video. I'm not... Or maybe I should say infamous. Because this dude who did Salve and he jumped out the window. Mm-mm. You didn't see that? Mm-mm. Oh my God. Okay. Dude, this is what uh, I saw this before I did my Salvia trip. And, um, and I was like, I would never try that. I was talking to my friend. I was. Um, and I was telling him, he wanted me, you know, he was like, yo, come on, I'm going to trip you out on the south. I was like, I'm not doing that. It's like, I saw a dude jump out the window, and he started laughing. He's like, hey, I know. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to be here to watch you. So basically, if you want to do anything like this, especially like Salvia, it is so important to have a guide, a mm-hmm. sitter to watch you. And especially doing 5-MAO, too, because like you want someone, you get the Holy Ghost in you, and... You know, even though it's a good Holy Ghost, <laughs> but still, you want someone to watch you. But like this right here, you didn't see this? This is crazy. <laughs> Think about it, it happened so quickly, too. Chilling. <laughs> no, she does not know what's going on. She don't know where. 
It's like the dude disappeared. <laughs> what story were they on? I hope the first one. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I was thinking. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, nah. Yeah. Nah, the salvia, nah. Yeah. For me. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that way. Yeah, that. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Desi, I, I would have never tried it. I mean, thankfully, I had a good sitter, you know, but when I did it, man, it felt like a zipper. I did it twice in, in like, I think, span of like two hours or something, one hour or whatever. And the first time, yeah, it felt like a, like, it felt literally like I was laying across a zipper. And you could unzip me. And like one half of my body would be on this half and the other half would be on here. It was so uncomfortable. I like, I literally felt it too. Like I literally felt a zipper like going across my body. Like it was so uncomfortable. And the second time I did it, um, I remember they, 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 they were taunting me. They were fucking with me. They was like, it's like, cause you know, the longer you hold your breath, you know, that's important when you're doing, you know, inhaling these substances as far as DMT and stuff like that. The longer you can hold it in, because it's about to circulating in your lungs. So, and by, and that's this time I was under the weather. And, 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 and I have a belief feeling that all these substances know exactly what's going on in your membrane. So they're like, oh, he knows, he knows he's sick. So he knows to be holding it in. Okay, cool. So we're going to fuck with him. So they just kept on saying, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. They just kept on saying, I would hold it, like, hold it, or hold it. And I felt like this bulldozer rolling over me. I literally felt like a bulldozer was flattening me. Like, and the dude was going, hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. This kept saying, hold it. Like, dude, I I had to have blown out. You know what I'm saying? But I don't. But but I was so, you know, uh, inebriated that I I don't remember blowing out. But I just kept trying to hold that thing. And by the time I remember coming out of it, I was like, yo, am I flat right now? Like, I'm like I'm just flat on the surface. And then I uh, I came out of it. And, whatever and i'm just like yo nah man i don't know about this shit this shit ain't for me <laughs> so well y'all have to try uh try chewing it next time yeah i mean being that you said i think i'm uh, i'm i'm open to seeing what that's about you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying I'll, I'll experience everything well not everything there's some things i will never do once at least, if, at least as of right now. <laughs> but chug a whole bottle of Robitussin. If, hey, I don't know. I mean, I may be open to that. <laughs> Other things, but no. Um, well, dude, check it. I know there's a lot more we can talk about, but it is great to like just get this underneath our belts. So I think it's time to deprogram, deplug, pull pull the plug back out of the system, and we can plug back in. And I appreciate all that you do. You know that. You know how highly I think of you. Well, I think you do. You know. <laughs> so. I do. I appreciate you, man. And likewise. And uh, we will now upload we the Cosmodelic. Cosmodelic download, yes. Cheers, man. Is our universe real? It's just ideas. It's just ideas. It's just ideas. It's just ideas.